How do you see something in color that's tinier than the smallest wavelengths of visible light? It covers a lot of fields, and it's hard to get every bit right, myself included. On this episode of the American Scientist podcast, Electron Microscopy, Now in Color. I'm Robert Frederick. We devised a new way of specifically precipitating certain heavy metals in the lanthanide series, Stephen Adams is a biochemist at the University of California, San Diego. At the desired locations within cells or tissues at a submicroscopic resolution. Of the two parts that are needed to see the tiniest objects in color, that's part one, specific submicroscopic deposition of heavy metals on desired locations. Those desired locations Adams and his colleagues chose a specific protein and a specific peptide associated with endosomes. They're attached to a cell's membrane to help the cell sort incoming substances and themselves are only a few hundred nanometers in diameter. So endosomes are already smaller than the shortest wavelengths of visible light. And so, of course, seeing a protein and a peptide associated with endosomes, those are much, much smaller. So now, part two. At a submicroscopic resolution so that they are then visible using electron energy loss spectroscopy in conjunction with a electron microscope. Electron microscopy allows us to see at resolutions that are millions of times better than that of our eyes. But even electron microscopes can't distinguish where different proteins are located within a cell. But the submicroscopically deposited heavy metals, they provide a distinctive signal when probed with an electron microscope. Because Adams and his colleagues figured out how to attach specific metals, one to a specific protein and another metal to a specific peptide, and that they stayed attached even after the whole sample was prepared for the vacuum environment of electron microscopy. And this just allows us to track many cellular components, ones that we desire, at the high resolution of an electron microscope, and we visualize these deposited metals as overlays, pseudo-colored overlays, on top of a conventional electron microscope. So the signal coming back from the deposited metal, cerium, the team falsely colored green. They could have chosen any color. The signal coming back from the deposited metal, praseodymium, the team falsely colored red. And the advantage of that, it's visually very easy for the viewer to pick out the molecule or the region of interest. And then in relation to the context of the entire cell or tissue, the ultrastructure, which is viewable by the monochrome conventional electron micrograph, which is underneath the color. And we can do this successively for multiple components of the cell so that we can add, uh, at the moment we've only added two colors on top of the gray and white image, but the method in itself should be expandable to multiple colors, as many elements as that we can lay down successively without them interfering with each other's signals. 
with that kind of resolution and being able to see the locations of a protein and a peptide inside an endosome, Adams and his colleagues saw a view of the endosome with more details than had ever been seen before. Adams recalls what he thought when he first saw it. Wow, this is a really pretty picture. I wonder what it means. Because we are not experts on endosomal uptake. So that's why we had to look back in the literature and make sure that it was consistent with what other people have found. And it was. But being consistent with the literature isn't enough. What's truly needed is an independent way to confirm what Adams and his team saw. So I couldn't, I mean, I was the one who looked through all the literature to see if this made sense. And of course, people haven't been able to look at it in such high resolution before. So it's not like I could just say, oh, yes. It's exactly as we expect. Now, the whole project, concept to completion, took 13 years. Verifying this new proof-of-concept imaging technique will take who knows how long. But like most labs, Adams and his team are pursuing multiple research paths simultaneously. One is to add more colors so that we can look at more things at the same time. And that's probably going to be on this memory hypothesis where we're trying to map the connections between neurons in the brain and we need to look at three different components and it would be very nice if we could see all these in different colors in this different color technique so that's one thing improve the chemistry so we get more sensitivity and also we're trying to develop quite different chemistry which can be used in addition so that we have yet another way separate way of adding colors for now then, to see what Adams and his team saw, check out the sightings column of the January-February 2017 issue of American Scientist, available on newsstands by subscription or online at americanscientist.org. You've been listening to a podcast from American Scientist magazine, published by Sigma Xi, the Scientific Research Honor Society. I'm Robert Frederick. Thanks for joining us.